It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The DFS Studio is brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy Footballers DFS and Betting Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Borgannoni and Matthew Betts. Yo, yo, yo. We're back. Fantasy Footballers DFS and Betting Podcast. It's September 22nd. I'm your host, Kyle Borgannoni, and I am joined, as always, by Matthew Big Mike Willie Time Betts. He's very popular. But he projects so well this week, dude. I am excited. And I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going to keep, you know, let people peek behind the curtain. I feel a little dirty. I wrote him up for cash this week Ooh, in the I, DFS pass. I'm all for it. And man, that just feels so scary, right? Because you know, as soon as you're ready to buy into the Chargers to Mike Williams, you're getting three for 30. I mean, that's just what happens, right? So, yeah, man, it's, it's Mike Williams week. I mean, what could literally go wrong? I have selective memory loss when it comes to that team and i remember what happened last week i remember what happened the week before but guess what i'm ready we're back with the chargers we're gonna be talking about that game because chargers and vikings is going to be attacked by every single person and their mama are there ways to get different with that game um i mean really like you could convince me of almost every single person in that game that you could play in a tournament uh <laughs> I no, I almost I, any almost anyone. <laughs> you can convince me of almost anyone. So uh we'll be talking about that game, our cash picks for this week. We'll prop it like it's hot, and then we're bringing back a segment that has everyone asked for it. No, I haven't got many mentions, but I wanted to bring it back. So just a little tease for later on in the episode. To be clear, I, I we've mean, gotten exactly zero requests for this. <laughs> but we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly forgot about it the first two weeks. Same. <laughs> Same. So we will bring it back later, uh, later on. So stay tuned. I mean, what a what a pro tease to to keep moving on. Um, if you want to get all of our content, I say it every week. DFSPass.com. I had a conversation with Andy Andrew Holloway. You've heard of him, Betts? I've heard of him. Yes. He uh, he talked to me and said, "Hey, why don't we promote the DFS Pass more on the main show?" I go, "I don't know, buddy. That's your job. That's what you're really good at. You're in charge of everything. You're the boss." And so. I think what's so great in our company, I'm just tooting our horn a little bit, is that we kind of get to go in our lane, you and I, and they trust us a ton. And I think what we're seeing is over time, people get the process of DFS. They get and they understand that there's a community on the Discord that they can go back and forth and say, what am I going to do for this game? 
and I think people are learning it the right way. So uh, DFSPass.com, if you want to use the promo code DFSPOD, you can save some money. Got some great articles in there. Uh, I'm looking right now at Marvin Eloquin's expected fantasy points model. I got another window open. I'm just looking at our optimizer, you know, sorting by GPP values and ceiling projections. Ooh, I mean, who, this, come on, give the people, give people a little taste. Who's popping? Who's popping for, uh, for GPP value? So the, when I use the optimizer, just a little pro tip, you know, when I use the optimizer, I am sorting in a way where I am, I'm first looking at like, who is, who is a player that just at their price point you can use in a tournament and then their projected ownership is lower. So there's names like Kirk Cousins, Tony Pollard, we're going to talk about. But I do see a name on here that is popping in the GPP values. And right now, his projected roster percentage is only 4%. It's James Cook. Mm, Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, because nobody's going to play this guy. And the narrative is that he's just going to, you know, never score a touchdown because they have those touchdown vultures. But at 6,400, we're not going to talk about that game, but they're six and a half point road favorites. The status quo is just Josh Allen passing game. What if James Cook scores two this week? That is one of the spots, too, that there could be, which we should just talk about right now, I guess, at the top of the show. Little weather going on. There is, as of our recording, uh, a little bit of, of news, just just like, hey, watch for this, of East Coast games potentially being uh, affected by rain and or wind i love when these slates happen man because everyone freaks out everyone loses their minds they freak out they don't know what to do so uh stay plugged in to the latest trying to figure out what it's going to be in a couple of days is silly right so just monitor saturday night sunday morning to see what the latest is around the games you know with buffalo washington uh indy and and baltimore a couple other games just have it on your radar that that is part of our process this week but our content the optimizer, all that stuff will have that baked in for you. Just realize right now when we're recording, we don't have the final, you know, weather report of what it's going to be. Yeah. And we also have so many injuries that once we talk about them, I bet what we're going to say is out of date this weekend. So like Aaron Jones, I came on this show ready to say, hey, um, AJ Dillon, you, you could think about it, but Aaron Jones was spotted at practice today. Um, who are some of the other names that we're monitoring? I know Jalen Waddle. Um, it's not a practice as of Thursday. So give me some other names. Yeah, there's, I mean, honestly, dude, this is a crazy slate injury wise that there's going to be slate altering news that comes out uh, later today on Friday when you're listening to this, potentially even Sunday morning. So just stay plugged in. But Anthony Richardson is trending out, uh, did not practice Wednesday, was not seen Thursday, concussion protocol. It's probably going to be Gardner Minshew, which that is a discussion point, I think, because he is 5.1K. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, Austin Eckler still with the ankle issue. You talked about Aaron Jones. Christian Watson was there on Wednesday, not there on Thursday. So you have to be a little concerned about that. Uh, Dave Montgomery trending out looks like Justice Hill probably not going to play. I mean, the list goes on and on. Odell Beckham, Amari Cooper, Amon Ross St. Brown, Logan Thomas. Like, it is a crazy injury slate. So just realize the content will probably change a little bit in the DFS pass, which we'll make sure our articles and everything are up to date for you guys. So just make sure you're plugged in there. There's a lot of moving parts on the slate. Yes, and Betts does an injury blitz podcast. People every single week. Award winning, actually. Award winning. <laughs> uh, sponsor, huge sponsors for that, right? Uh, I don't know. My mom's just really proud of me for doing it. That's all. <laughs> That's. I mean, my parents are too. So yeah, you get to kind of update after the Friday practice report. So 
don't lock in a lineup when you hear this things change over the week but let's talk about our cash lineups straight cash homie these are our pool of players and i want to be very clear people ask all the time why don't you just give us a lineup um one i'm playing against you people so i'm not going to just straight say this is who it is but also things change so you can't have every single good player in your lineup which is why it's so important to figure out where you need to punt what combinations like do you want to go a bunch of middle tier players do you want to pay up for a stars and scrubs build keep that in mind people like you can't fit every single person in there's an opportunity cost involved so at quarterback I'm kind of looking at two spots. Am I paying all the way up for Patrick Mahomes and their monster team implied total or saving a little bit of money and going with Kirk Cousins who projects to be, you know, the most popular quarterback on the slate? Yeah, I think those are probably the two best options. I agree with you. We talked a lot about Mahomes on Tuesday on our show and, you know, not much has changed uh, except for somehow since our Tuesday show, things have gotten worse in Chicago, which I did not realize was possible, but uh, what is happening in Chicago, right? It's, it's not good. The defense is an absolute shambles. They're 31st in yards per play allowed. They have the worst passing defense in the league. They've allowed a ton of production to two middling to not great quarterbacks they've played. And now they welcome Patrick Mahomes on the road. I don't see how he fails, truthfully. The only question is like, if you pay up for him and he gives you, you know, 22 points, is that good enough at his salary? Maybe not. So it's just a discussion point of, of if you want to prioritize Mahomes or not. I will have Mahomes in a lineup somewhere this weekend because the ceiling is incredible with he and Kelsey. But these wide receivers that we're going to talk about in a minute, you know, are in incredible spots as well. And you can't fit everyone. And so that's just a, a major decision point on the slate. To speak to Kirk Cousins, I feel totally comfortable. If you need the salary savings to drop down to him at quarterback, we're going to talk about the game environment. There isn't another one even close to the game environment that Chargers and Vikings have on the slate. They're at home. It's in a dome. The Chargers defense has been treaded through the air. A lot is going right. Their pass rate of our expectation is through the roof. Um, so it, it's hard to see that, you know, being a, a bad play in cash. So yeah, those are our two options. I like them both. I know you also put down uh, Gino. Would you drop down that far in cash? I started playing around with lineups and I think you can make it work. I mean, their team implied total is sitting close to 25, so that's totally fine. I just I just know how popular Cousins is going to be, and it's one of those things where when you're, when you're doing a cash lineup, you're trying to figure out what the edges are, and I don't know if there's that big of an edge to drop down to save $1,200, and then you use it somewhere else when there really is a stars and scrubs approach like to this week. Like The wide receivers are really, really expensive. As much as we're going to talk about Justin Jefferson, like it's really hard to get up to him and still have money to, you know, for some of these other wide receivers, the running backs we like, and Travis Kelsey. So I don't think you can really do that. So we ignore roster percentages in cash. We don't really care in head to heads. If people are going to be playing cousins, I'd rather just zero that out right now. That's kind of where I'm at as of this recording. And know that, you know, I'm just going to guess in cash, 40% of the field is going to play him. Yeah, it seems like a fair estimation. And what you're saying by cancel it out is you'll just play him too. Yeah, I'll just play him too. Uh, know what his splits are. Know historic you know, pass rates they have. We'll talk about that game. So that's where we're at with Cousins. Um, on FanDuel, I like Mahomes at 9.2. So FanDuel, the pricing's a little different at quarterback. So 
I like Mahomes at 9.2. I think that's totally fine if you want to go there and lean into their implied total. But Mahomes, Cousins, and I would say Geno are kind of our three cash guys, three different tiers. Would you at consider running... Minshew? No, I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> Straight up, no. <laughs> no, no, because of these other game environments. It'd be different if I was looking at Indianapolis and Baltimore like, oh, that game's, you know, 48, whatever. I, or or that he runs, like he runs more than enough. Like that's when I like a cheap quarterback. That's why CJ Stroud is like tempting for people. But if he doesn't hit 300 yard bonus, you're looking at a game where this guy throws for like, what, 250 and maybe two. And I just, I just look at Mahomes and Cousins and go, 300 feels like it's pretty high probability. So Sure, but if he gives you 16 points at 5.1 and Mahomes gives you 23 points, presumably yes. what you're doing with the rest of your lineup will work. And that's just, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I've thought about it. I mean, he played well last week. Minshew, I think, is one of, if not the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Um, not a, not a straight line comparison because last year he had AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, but like we saw against the tough Dallas D, he played pretty well last year when Hertz was out. So we'll see. I mean, the Ravens are down uh, a starting safety and a starting corner that is working in his favor, but the weapons are not the same, of course. So I am leaving the light on. Just check back for the DFS pass. I'm leaving the light on. We'll see what we can get news, what the weather looks like. Just uh, to consider if you'd like to build that way. I mean, I asked, I said this to you earlier. Is it, are we talking about DFS right now? Yeah. Cause, cause you can convince me anything. It's fine. It Perfect. works. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> um, let's do running back. Tony Pollard. It feels weird. Like when you think about the running back landscape, you're like, Oh, Tony Pollard's good, but you never really think of him as being like the top option. He is the top guy this week by far in price projection, all of those things. And across the league, like we're going to have some gross slates bets, like thinking about all the running back injuries, all the other players like CMC is not on the slate, so changes everything. But Tony Pollard at 8K against Arizona, we might be talking about him later at length. So I like Tony Pollard a lot. Travis Etienne at 6.9 is a great projection at home uh, against the Texans. Last year, I looked this up, Bets. Two games against the Texans, okay? 114 total yards, 140 total yards, and he averaged 9.4 yards per carry. So it's a great matchup. And Tank Bigsby, I think, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, last week didn't touch the ball a single time. Is that right? Yep, zero opportunities. So, yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, I I like Etienne. I think it's tough. It's just, again, pricing is so tough because of how good these wide receivers look. So it's just a matter of your decision tree of of where you go. But I, I love Etienne. If you drop down a little further, look, I know Joshua Kelly was terrible last week. We we even said, we said in week one when you played Jamal Williams, it's not going to go great, but he's cheap and he'll allow you to do a lot of other stuff with your lineup. Last week against the Titans, same thing with Joshua Kelly, fell on his face, but he saw a ton of opportunity. And if Eckler is out, now you get him in the best game environment against a Minnesota defense that literally was just destroyed by DeAndre Swift last week. So I understand if you've been burned, I get it if you can't go there. I will be going there personally if Eckler is out. Um, again, it's just the salary savings at 5.4 lets you get up to Mahomes or Tyreek or Kelsey if you want to. So that's really what it's all about. The game environment is incredible. Yeah, I just want to remind people that cheap running back plays usually don't cost people because what you're doing is saving the money and you're using that to pay up at other positions. A lot of time it's wide receiver. 
And those specific plays, if they hit, then it's great. Last week, if you played Jamar Chase, Calvin Ridley, it was rough. So keep that in mind, um, especially if someone's chalk. Uh, People want to play Zach Moss. He saw the opportunities. You want to talk about Zach Moss. I mean, he's just so good. How how can you not talk about him, Kyle? Um, there may not be a better running running back role currently <laughs> behind behind Christian McCaffrey than what Zach Moss had last week. I'm kind of joking, but also kind of not because he played every snap except for one, and he handled every single running back touch. Deion Jackson zero. I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know if he's good. The Baltimore Ravens are a terrible matchup. But again, I think you could get absolutely buried by one of these three players. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey in 50-50 and head-to-heads and and double-ups. And so my only thing with Zach Moss is just that the price allows you to play those guys. That's all I'm going to say. And if he's touching the ball 15 times, if Gardner Minshew is starting, you will see less design rush attempts for the quarterback with Anthony Richardson, obviously. You will see potentially more dump offs to Zach Moss he saw four targets he caught all four of them last week uh, just I he's an easy fade in tournaments I'll say that for cash I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world there's a lot of guys in that tier Josh Kelly uh, Isaiah Pacheco 5400 Jerome he was, Ford he was out uh, Wednesday with the hamstring so just monitor Pacheco Pacheco uh, Jerome Ford people are probably asking about that I can't click the button at 4800 um, so I, I see what you're saying. It affords you the possibility to pay up other places. You've talked about two Colts so far. Carter Mitchell. Usually this is my job, man, to bring up the, the nasty boys. But um, I just look at some of these other plays and they just feel so much better to me in cash. Um, but like you said, it's it's a salary thing. So put those guys in order for you as of this recording. Zach Moss, Jerome Ford, Josh Kelly. Oh, Josh Kelly is easily the best play of those three, I think. And then I think you drop down and it's, to me, I would say probably Zach Moss, then Ford, only because, I mean, we've seen it two weeks in a row. Tennessee's run defense is literally like the best in football right now. And that's that's going back to last year too. So that's kind of what they do. And I think there's some fragility in the Ford projection. I mean, Cream Hunt's been on the street for a while. I think he's pretty much done. They've said Jerome Ford's the guy, but what does that mean, right? Is that 12 touches to Kareem Hunt's eight? Is that 15? Is that 25 and Kareem Hunt doesn't touch the ball? I mean, who knows, right? So it's tough. I, I mean, I wouldn't kill anyone for going down there to Jerome Ford. I think if you need the savings, it's it's viable this week. I just think there's a lot of fragility in his projection this week. Yeah, Tennessee run defense hasn't allowed a running back to hit 60 rushing yards since week three of last year. So it's a gross game environment too. If I just want to say Tennessee, Cleveland, set 39 and a half. It's just a game that I don't really want. I'd rather just roll the dice again with Josh Kelly in a better game environment. So those are let all. Me throw, some... uh, let me throw AJ Dillon in the mix too, just in case Aaron Jones is out. Would you prefer him to those guys? I mean, Kelly would still be at the top because he. Yeah, I, I can't play Zach Moss, man. I can't. There's no way I can do it. That I wasn't just... the question. I need to hit this button just because. <laughs> This is this is one of the dirtiest segments in a while. I do I want to play AJ Dillon at home against the Saints in cash? No, I don't. Okay, I was just asking. I just had to. <laughs> I look love at that myself. I asked the question and you answered by 
I can't play Zach Moss. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) just not even the question. And you still had to dunk on Zach Moss. It's fine. I get it. Let's uh, let's go to wide receiver. So yes, please. (laughs) There's a lot of great plays this week, and a lot of guys that in the middle tier, in the you know elite tier. I like them all. Any any thoughts so far on just your building cash based on four wide receivers or a running back in the flex? Have you have you played around where you're at? Yeah, I haven't played around too much with it yet. What I, I was building a couple of teams. Uh, it was a, a Kirk Cousins quarterback team, and then I was trying to jam in Kelsey and one of these two elite guys in Jefferson or Tyreek. And in that build, it ended up with a four wide receiver build, but it's just going to depend, I think, on what value opens up for us at wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the conversation is just uh, with injuries, who do we get to open up? We'll get that information at the end of the day, Friday, probably. So I want to ask you about Justin Jefferson and Tyreek. I think that's one of the biggest discussions at the very, very top. And then I do want to bring up Jordan Addison because at 5.5, it's tempting to say, hey, I can go for Justin Jefferson, who is wildly expensive, right? 9,300. Jordan Addison, 5,500, who isn't running as much routes. He's not the first read, but we love the game environment. So talk to me about Jefferson and Tyreek and how you're uh, working through that emotionally. Yes, it is, I think, a coin flip, truthfully, which is really tough. I lean right now as of our recording, if Jalen Waddle is out, I lean saving the 300 bucks if you need it and going with Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle was a DMP Wednesday, Thursday with concussion. It's almost impossible for him to clear protocol now. So Tyreek Hill's target competition is going to be Durham Smythe, Braxton Berrios. Who else? I mean, who else? Truthfully, like, is he seeing 15 targets in this spot against Denver? Who, by the way, is not the Denver secondary you thought it was last year. They have been no, terrible not at all. so far this year. Uh, they're at home. It's the be- second highest total on the slate, 48 and a half points. This is one of the sneaky maybe weather spots, so just monitor that. But if Waddle is out, I think I lean Tyreek, but I mean, I love both guys. Does Braxton Berrios become interesting in cash if Waddle's out? 3,600. Uh, he'd be, I think he'd be totally viable for a pump play. I prefer Tank Dell if I was forced to choose one, but I think he is in your player pool. Yeah, those players are the same price point. Durham Smythe, if you want to punt with him, you know, you could do worse. But Dude, uh, yeah, he's it, crushing routes run. He is out there. That's all we care about, man. That's all, that's all I care most. about in my league. Fourth most in tight end. Um, CD Lamb, I talked about him earlier on in the week, 7.7. I probably will be playing one of those two Cowboys in my cash lineup. Tony Pollard or CeeDee Lamb. I'm leaning Tony Pollard right now, but, you know, who knows? I could change. Big Mike, we got to talk about him. Started the show off at 6K. I'm pretty sure most people are going to be building with Keenan Allen or Big Mike in their cash lineup. I get that Big Mike is a volatile guy. He's all over the map, but 13 targets last week. Quietly saw 13 targets last week. Keenan Allen saw the touchdowns, and Minnesota was booty due against deep passes last year, explosive pass plays. So I got Big Mike in my lineup right now. Yeah, and you saw it in week two. Devonta Smith getting loose for a huge touchdown. They are giving up big plays. I mean, this game environment, we've talked about it already, and we'll talk about it in detail, but it is just so elite when you look at the other ones. Uh, in Kyle's Pace of Play article, the game pace score, which is a metric you've developed, you don't give out fives. 
No. But this is a 4.75, which let's be honest, it's a five. If, if no, ever there no, was no one, five. it's it's this one. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, the target tree is so condensed right now, which we love for fantasy when it's so clear. You know, it's Keenan and it's Big Mike. If Eckler is out, Josh Kelly, I do think, you know, last week it was just one target. I think you could probably project maybe most weeks three-ish targets, but he's never going to be Austin Eckler in the receiving game, right? Then you look at Gerald Everett. His routes run fell off a cliff last week. I don't know what that reason was, but if Everett's out there as like a, you know, rotational tight end, uh, there's no Eckler. Joshua Palmer's kind of just a guy. Quentin Johnson's still not in the in the game plan yet. He's a part-time player. Like, it's all going to flow through Big Mike and Keenan Allen. So I know that, again, we talked about it and we joked at the top of the show, like his, his profile has always been so boom bust. But in this spot, if he's going to get eight, nine, 10 plus targets, I mean, at that price, he is a great play. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Tank Dell and Nico Collins, I think, are going to be on a lot of people's rosters this week. I prefer Tank Dell just to save some money. Josh Reynolds at 4.2. If Amon Ra plays, I think then he's kind of not the player that you want, but his projections look great. And if he gets a route rate like above like 70%, I saw the stat earlier today, it's like the dude crushes at his price point. So it's still not ex- as expensive as it should be considering he's a top 10 Fantasy wide receiver right now. Josh Reynolds, that guy. Yep. Um, and apparently, you have another Colt you need to talk about. <laughs> apparently, I love the Colts. What could go wrong this week? Um, I actually am terrified of the Colts, if I'm being totally honest, on the road as an eight-point underdog at the latest line I'm seeing. But can we just... Do you have the, the Pity City drop, Kyle? Can you can you smash that for me? Um, I actually took it out, but I'll look for it. Okay, okay. Well, that is terrible podcasting. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me correct this for our boy. We built this city. Okay, I got you. Thank you. Um, look in the in the best ball season and and redraft season, everyone was like, oh, I'm I'm worried about this pass rate. You know, I'm worried about if he's going to be involved. It's a rookie quarterback. We've talked about it. Like they've just upped their pass rate and their pace. And Michael Pittman is getting absolutely peppered with targets. Twelve. And 11 in his first two games, he's seeing so much volume. So at 6.2, I just think he's in your player pool. I'd be very interested to see where he comes in roster percentage-wise, you know, over the weekend. He could be a guy that kind of slips through the crack. Maybe he's a better tournament play than cash play, but I just wanted to throw that out there. He has been, you know, crushing and his usage is is very good. Yep, yep. You can throw that out there. Um, Let's move on to tight end. It's pay up or punt. That's always our policy. So Travis Kelsey... Don't know why his price went down, but 7,200. Think of him as a wide receiver. If you're getting a wide receiver at 7,200, that is going to command this type of targets on a team with the highest implied total, you would be like, wow, that's way too cheap for his role. So Travis Kelsey or punt for me. The punt options, I don't mind Taysom Hill at 3.3 because I don't know who their running back is. Durham Smythe at 2.9. You could do Adam Troutman. You could do Zach Ertz. Any of those are fine to me, but I, I, Kelsey, I want in my lineup. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't go there in Troutman. Just save a hundred bucks and go to Smythe. Troutman literally saw zero targets last week, so, eh. Um, but I'm trying to look up his price real quick as I'm talking. Uh, Logan Thomas, Kyle was a DNP on Wednesday. Oh, don't, don't, don't talk to me like this. And this is- Thursday, with a concussion, Cole Turner. 2700 <laughs> it's not the worst place to go in a punt situation so yeah i mean we talked about with punting get a couple points move on it's just going to be hard because kelsey and andrews are on the slate 
that you're going to feel it. And I think Kelsey's going to be rostered. So that would you that, consider, uh, sorry to cut you off. Would you consider a uh, punt play and Kelsey in your flex? Yes. I actually am looking at my lineup right now and I'm playing around with combinations that I think Kelsey in the flex is totally fine. I even gave some stacking scenarios this week that if you want to stack that game, like if you wanted to do Justin Fields, Cole Komet and Travis Kelsey in the flex, you could make it work uh, in a large field. So uh, Kelsey, great play everywhere. Do it, do it. And then I'm still in the same spot. Defense, I'm playing the Bills. Yeah, they project uh, the best on the slate. I'm with you. They're my preferred option uh, taking on Washington. Look, if they have success and Sam Howell is pushed, I mean, Sam Howell's fun for fantasy, but he definitely has his flaws. Uh, he's taken 10 sacks in two games, has Sam Howell. So yes, please. If you need 100 bucks to save, I'm fine with the Jets taking on Mac Jones. Yep. Uh, I also threw out the Dolphins on FanDuel at 3.9. They're a good play, but the Bills will be our top play on defense. Let's take a quick break. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom and gift mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. All right, Bets and I are going to blitzkrieg through uh, a couple of games. And this week is different. Okay, so there's two games that sit above the rest in terms of total. And then there's other ones we can talk about just from a stacking perspective. So uh, you and I, once I find this awesome drop, because I'm a great, great podcaster, uh, we'll do it. (laughs) Stack attack. You know, I'm kind of thrown off because I have a dynasty dashboard for all my drops. And then I have a DFS and sometimes... I don't have the right one, so I had to go over there for the for the dynasty one for Pity City, and then bring it back. So I'll get in season four. Yeah, it's not, week three. Not all heroes wear capes, Kyle. Not yeah, all I heroes am not wear capes. That, I am not that guy. Let's talk about Chargers and Vikings. The total is fifty four. Vikings are one point home favorites, and these teams have awesome team implied totals twenty seven and a half, twenty six and a half. Uh, yes, please. This is what we want. Now I want to start off this conversation by saying. Everyone knows this, right? And you can approach this a couple of ways. You can say, this is the game. I'm all in. You could also approach it and say, everyone's on this game. I'm going to zig and zag. It's really hard for dome games like this to just fall flat. It's really hard. So 
If you don't want to go all in, you don't have to with Cousins or Herbert stacks. You can still correlate. And I think you can correlate with three pieces. Like you could have, you know, a running back, a wide receiver, and then bring it back with a wide receiver on the other side and find a quarterback somewhere else that hits. It can happen. But I, I just, the roster percentages that I'm seeing, I know that Cousins stacks are going to be, you know, in large field. I could see a Cousins... Cousins Jefferson stack. So let's say Cousins is at 15%, which is really high for a quarterback, right? Like if he's yeah, at 15% time. and Justin Jefferson's at 20, 22%, something like that, like those two together are going to eat up almost 40% of your roster percentage, which is fine. Um, it's just a lot. So what is your take on just the game theory of using this game for DFS? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to poke holes in it, right? Uh, both offenses are explosive, both defenses give up explosive plays. I mean, sometimes we're like, Hey, this one's at 54 points, you know, don't forget about the one that's at 49 or or 51. Like that could be really good leverage, but you drop down so far. Like there's no other game that even touches this. It's in a dome. We mentioned there are some weather concerns on the slate. So like from that standpoint, you can't poke holes from a game theory standpoint. If this fails, if it reaches, you know, 47 total points and the touchdowns go to like a backup tight end or something like that like random and fluky sure that stuff can happen so as someone who plays i'm not a 150 guy but i'll usually play somewhere between six and eight tournament lineups every week i will have you know one or two of my lineups that are not focused on this game but i i want to be in man i mean everything is there so uh, i think you can get different in this spot if you want to play uh, a KJ Osborne as a dart throw as a way to get you know a Kirk Cousins double stack with Justin Jefferson I think that's fine I think on the other side if you wanted to you know throw a dart and and hope for Josh Palmer I think that's fine in large field stuff we talked about it in cash like it's very thin projection but you do need to find ways I think to get off the board a little bit otherwise you are playing what the field is playing so just consider that and if you do play you know a cousin stack it's fine like he projects super well I think he's gonna do great just be mindful of the rest of your lineup. You do need to find players below 10%, a guy below 5%, somewhere in there. Just make sure you're getting different elsewhere. Yeah, my two favorite plays that are just contrarian, they're under 10%. Okay, that's that's kind of like my, like, are they low enough that you can get it in a tournament? TJ Hawkinson is, is much lower than he needs to be, and everyone's going to want to play Kelsey on the slate. Uh, and then Jordan Addison. So those are my two favorite because the Vikings pass game is something you just, you lean all into it. Like you say, this team is number one in neutral pass rate. The games last year in Minnesota, they produced combined 50 uh, points combined and number one in plays per game. So I just want to keep pressing on the gas. I was looking at their pass rates on second and third down. Bets, they're above 80%. And the game environment last week dictated they had to. They couldn't run the ball. But I just love that Kevin O'Connell just says, I don't care. Let's keep doing this. So... Jordan Addison has as many 20-plus air-yard targets as Jefferson. His targets per route run is going to be a lot lower. But give me Hawkinson, and you know you can get, you could do a double stack with Kirk Cousins and bring Hawkinson into it, and then you're fine eating the roster percentage with Mike Williams or Keenan Allen on the other side. So it's a double stack situation, and I'm totally fine having two pieces on the Chargers too. Yeah, I think you said that really well and, and brought up the Addison thing. Uh, brought up the TJ Hawkinson thing because I do think he gets lost in the shuffle. I'll be honest, I kind of hate his price tag. Sixty five hundred. 
No, I think he's a great person, great human. Uh, but 6,500, you know, he's 500 more than Mark Andrews. That kind of feels gross, right? Yeah. He's not that far away from Kelsey at all. So, like, I think Kelsey smashes him in, in price or in uh, points most weeks. But what if he doesn't, right? What if there's one game where he doesn't and Hawkinson is the dude with two, with two touchdowns? So, yeah, I think those are the ways you get different on the Minnesota side. I'm with you. I think when we think back to Chargers games last year, we all have this idea. They're, they're a run funnel. They want you to run. You can run all over them. In two games, we have not seen that. They actually held Derek Derek Henry in check from an efficiency standpoint. I know he had a ton of volume last week, but efficiency-wise, he wasn't great. Minnesota can't run the ball right now. So, yes, I find it hard to poke holes in the Vikings passing attack in this spot. On the Chargers side, Justin Herbert, I, I found this stat from Jake Tribby. I got to give him a, the shout-out from Fantasy Points. Seven of the eight best fantasy performances of Justin Herbert's career have come when the Chargers team applied total is 25 or higher. It's at 27 and a half right now. So I think Justin Herbert, the way that you get his production is you're basically saying, I think at least one option hits. We love Mike Williams for the price. We love Keenan Allen as well. They're both going to be super roster 20 plus percent. Um, I do. I do think Josh Kelly gets more involved in the passing game in this game. So um, I don't mind using two Chargers pieces at all. It's so hard with the tight ends. I, I want to throw that out there. Quentin Johnson ran nine routes last year, last week too. The other plays feel so thin, but um, is is yours just your preferred way of doing this? Is it, if you wanted to get leverage, it's the Herbert side and then you pick just one, one person from the Viking side? I think so. And it's not that, like you said, those guys won't be rostered. They will. But, you know, you could play Herbert, Keenan, and Big Mike. And then... Hawkinson on the other side or Addison on the other side or something to get a little different and not play just Justin Jefferson as the bring back that's one way to get different I feel very confident Kirk Cousins will be more popular than Justin Herbert yeah and and Justin Jefferson just because we didn't talk about him very much at home in his career he's averaging 104 yards so imagine if you could just know you're getting the DK bonus uh right away it's uh his prop it's- this week 102 and a half yards <laughs> I, and it's just ridiculous <laughs> that's a prop where you look at it you go I, I, there's no way I could bet this. There's no way. No, I'm not saying it's it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's for that that's where he's valued in the market, but for good reason. 11 and 14 targets in two games. All right, give me your Vegas pick. So, dude, this one's interesting because the Chargers opened as favorites, right? And now Minnesota is favored by a point. So, I think I want to lean into that, and I'm terrified because I love the Chargers, but give me the Vikings. There's no way anybody in the world can guess this game correctly. There's just no way. It's just going to go whatever you think, whatever you think is going to happen in the end. I, I wrote down, I bet both teams lose. Like that's that's kind of where <laughs> both these teams are. It's going to be a tie in overtime? I mean, maybe with these two teams. I, I'll take Minnesota minus one just for now. Let's yep, same. All right, next game that I am kind of excited about. Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins. The over-under is 48 and a half and the Dolphins are six and a half point home favorites. We love the Dolphins because they've been Super efficient, two is number one in EPA per drop back, number one in success rate, and they use pre-snap motion more than any other team. And maybe you've seen this in your timelines this week, people. The teams that use pre-snap motion the most in the league, the Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. Those two, those three teams are pretty good at offense. Maybe the rest of the league should pay attention to what they're doing. But the Dolphins step on the gas. They keep going. They keep passing. That's all we care about. Uh, ninth in pass rate over expectation. So, 
Jalen Waddle is the big question mark, and it seems as of this recording like he's not going to play. So how are you attacking this game when it kind of condenses for tournaments? Yeah, it's it's sort of a tricky tournament conversation because obviously if you are playing a Miami stack, you're playing Tyree Kill. There's no way you can play two without him. Um, I don't think you need to force a second option if you are going to play Tua. We saw in week one, it was just so condensed with Tua and Tyreek that that can potentially get there. And, you know, I mentioned a little bit talking about Denver, 31st in EPA per play allowed. They have been destroyed. 7.7 yards per attempt allowed to Jimmy G and Sam Howe through two weeks. I mean, they're terrible right now, right? So I want to buy into that. I definitely like Tua. I like Tyreek. If you did want to get a little bit of leverage on Tyreek, who is going to be popular, you could just play Raheem Mostert and get out of there. I think that's kind of the game theory aspect of it, especially if Salvin Ahmed does not play with his groin injury. Yeah, the problem I'm seeing also with this game is you think it's sneaky, but Mostert is going to be probably 15 plus percent. Tyreek, at least that. And then Durham Smythe is going to be a popular punt play. Like, oh, I want to get some points from that game. I'll just punt with Smythe. So that's hard. That's hard to look at a game and then move forward and go, okay, I'm going to use this. Now, Tua is not crazy popular this week. You know, there's other quarterbacks. We didn't even mention him in cash. So a Tua double stack is what we always preach and say, hey, if you just want to go Tua, Tyreek, and uh, and Smythe, that's totally fine. I think the Denver side, if you're going to use this game and believe that it hits its total and goes above, that's the harder, the trickier place because the wide receivers, you can't use last week. All right, you can't use Marvin Mims going over 100, catching one. You can't use Brandon Johnson, who caught two touchdowns randomly. And then Cortland Sutton, dear God, I never want to click the button for that. And Jerry Judy just came back. So there is a name I did not mention that I am very excited to talk about, though. Little Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> I did not think you were going to say that. But, it, man, if I was on here as a little Jordan Stan, no. I like Javante Williams a lot, dude. A lot this week. He's interesting. And I know that he's had a little slow start here, predictably, obviously. But you will see the snap rate and you will get scared, right? You're like, how can you? You can't play a guy who's playing like around 50% of the snaps, right? But I know you've talked about this. You talked about this in pace of play is when he's out there, he's getting the touches. Like it's not a snap rate thing. It's a touches thing. He's definitely getting them over P. Ryan. P. Ryan has looked very pedestrian. Not surprised by that. Um, so I don't think it's crazy. 5,500, it's yep. cheap. Yep. It's a way to get different in this game. Yeah, Samaje has actually out-snapped Javante on the season, 62 to 59. And this is why snaps can be misleading because the opportunities are the exact opposite. Javante has doubled the amount of opportunities that Samaje's had, 34 to 17. Javante has seen an opportunity on 57% of his snaps. So that means if they're snapping the ball, it's like, hey, it's likely he's going to get the ball on this play. So that's crazy usage for 5,500. And I need to add this in. Miami is dead last in expected points per rush attempt on defense. They've been super, super bad. And they've allowed a first down on 41.5% of their opponent rush attempts, the highest in the NFL. So it's kind of fun to set it up like this. Like two double stacks, bring it back with Javante is my favorite narrative that I'm telling myself that probably won't happen, but that, that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's an interesting tournament play, right? Because because I don't think anyone's going to play it, especially when you consider where he is in pricing. 
like Josh Kelly is right there. If Aaron Jones is out, AJ Dillon's right there. We talked about Zach Moss. People are going to ask about Gus Edwards with Justice Hill projected to be out, right? So I think there's a decent chance he gets lost in the shuffle. If he beats those guys, you have great leverage on the field. It's the second highest total of the week. So it's not like we're talking about a game that doesn't matter. It's clearly on people's radar. So to a double stack with Javante gives you pretty low roster percentage and you're not using the Cousins and everything else. I'm not saying Cousins is bad, but let's say you wanted to do this and then find some other options to say, hey, I want a Tony Pollard in my lineup. I want Jefferson. Um, you could figure out that way, but Tyreek is eating up a lot of your salary. You can't just like get every single person. Keep that in mind. So uh, any last thoughts on this game? Um, I guess I have suspicions that eventually the shoe drops for us. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I do see the path where this game goes under and like maybe Miami gets there and Denver just doesn't keep up enough. But on DraftKings, if you can sort of make this work, they're going to be popular in FanDuel because they are uh, more easy to fit. But I think the Miami defense is kind of sneaky in this spot. If you did want to just play like, you know, Raheem Mostert and the Dolphins D and get out of there, they're kind of expensive. So I, I hate it. But Russ took seven sacks a week ago. This is a Vic Fangio revenge game, Kyle. He was with Denver previously. Now he's with Miami. I think we could see the Denver Broncos go on the road here and lay an egg. There are some, I've, I've looked at other, you know, places across the industry that like Russ this week in their models because he's only 5,900. But with a 21 point team implied total, and I look at all the other teams on the slate that you can lean into, I just don't want to do it with a quarterback and his ceiling projections don't look that high in our optimizer. So, Usually I'm on here to say, hey, no one's on Russ. I'm on Russ. I don't love it this week. So give me your Vegas pick. I am going to, I'm going to lay it with Miami. My take is that it hits the over. Oh, interesting. That's sneaky because it feels like an under game, doesn't it? I, I mean, it like definitely me could. Anyway. It definitely could. Uh, I'm playing this game as if it hits the over. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. For my DFS bankroll, please hit the over. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. A couple more games, and we're going to talk about these as onslaught builds. Onslaught, we're basically saying there's a team that's a heavy favorite, and they roll. And just to give you some numbers, over the last five years, if you're a double-digit favorite, then you win 85% of the time. You put up 30 points a game. So I love that, and I love looking at Chicago at Kansas City and just saying, Kansas City's 12 and a half point home favorites against a team that doesn't have a defensive coordinator. Check. Move on. Play this team. How are you attacking this knowing that Mahomes and Kelsey is the preferred way to do it? And then there's just dart throws everywhere else. Yes. I think if you are playing Mahomes, you have to have Kelsey. And it's not because of like the field's doing it, so you should be worried to get buried. But like if Mahomes is throwing three or four touchdowns, how is you know at least one of them two of them not going to kelsey right um and we've seen mahomes and the offense bottled up a little bit to start the season this is a get right spot if there ever was one and with kelsey he was on the injury report last week we were a little worried about his workload we took an under and props on him i'm back in he's off the off the injury report this is another week from the bone bruise he should be totally fine so if you are playing Mahomes to go off here, I think you have to have Kelsey just because the wide receiver room is a mess. Kadarius Tony is dealing with a toe injury. Isaiah Pacheco was dealing with a hamstring injury. So I think there could be like some sneaky dart throw appeal with guys like, and it's gross, but MVS, right? In a large field tournament, 
uh sky more i i get it it's gross like if you need a second option those guys will not be rostered it's a way to get different and i'll let you talk about justin watson yeah i like justin watson if you're just talking about pure dart throws one last thing i want to say is like with mahomes and kelsey it's not just as simple as they're the best plays do it like they need to hit a ceiling in a large field like if we're talking a large field tournament i looked up the numbers they have played 79 regular season games together since 2018 his mvp season okay Tell me if tell me where this like makes you feel uncomfortable because they've hit 30 combined points together 82% of the time. I think you and I both think they're going to hit at least 30 points in this game together. 40 plus points, they've done it 57% of the time. That's pretty awesome. Okay, but in a tournament, you need more than 40 points, right? Like from Kelsey and Mahomes, if you only got 40 points, how would you feel? Uh, it depends on it depends on the the size of your contest. If you're talking like Millie, like that's not enough, right? Or a large field lotto. Right. If you're talking and small field, maybe. Considering their combined salary is 15-5 on, on DraftKings, like think about those together, you need 55 to 60 points, in my opinion, in a large field to 3X, 4X, whatever. So let me give you the other numbers. Combined for 50 points, they've done it 35% of the time. Okay? So 35% of the time, this stack has hit what you want in a tournament. 60 points... 60 combined points have done it 17% of the time and then 70 points they've done it 5% which is just wild to me that would be like a 1% outcome but for these guys they've done it 5% of the time because well they're they're two of the goats so Justin Watson is my favorite uh just in terms of sneaky because he gets the deep targets and that's what I like also think about this so he leads the team in receiving yards his targets per route run is 21% that's pretty good for a guy that's just known as just, you know, a nine route guy. So throwing his name out there just, you know, so I get credit if he does something good. I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world, truthfully. Wow. Because that's... when you look at the playing time, like MBS is out there, Sky Moore is out there, and Justin Watson has the trust. Rasheed Rice, like I thought maybe after week one, Rasheed Rice might might have a, a role. We are in four routes last week. So yeah, they don't care. They trust him. I don't know. I mean, he's a superstar. Obviously, he's incredible. Yep. Um, I don't know how good he is. But look, if you want a 2% guy or 1% guy in a large field lotto, I think it makes sense. I just like that Mahomes trusts him. It seems like he trusts the dude to like do what he's supposed to do. So um, let's talk about the Bears side because... Do we have to? I, I, like, I, I really... This is, what I, this is my job. Let me try to find a really good positive stat for this team. There is not one that exists. No. So Justin Fields so far, guys, has been pressured on 47% of his dropbacks. He's facing Chris Jones this week. That ain't good. Okay. So on the road, not good. Cole Komet does lead this team in targets. And as gross a name that is, if you're going to stack Justin Fields as a contrarian name, Cole Komet would be my favorite. Um, And then I even have Travis Kelsey in the flex if you want to do it that way. But other than that, it's like you're going to play DJ Moore, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what you have to do. Um, I, with the public sentiment around this team, which I share, is it's terrifying, right? Like the stuff with the defensive coordinator and Justin Fields with the media and just the on-field product has been terrible. Like no one wants to play Bears, and I understand that. But no one wants to play the Bears, right? So like if you are playing Mahomes and you need a guy to come back on the other side and you want to get contrarian, I think it makes a lot of sense. I also do not hate... And this is more, I, I hate this, but I don't hate being, you know, uh, leaning into narrative street on this one a little bit. Like 
We saw it last year. They got off to a terribly so slow start. They're trying to make Justin Fields something he's not, which is a pocket passer. If he just tucks it and runs, like, could, could would you play Justin Fields naked and maybe play Kelsey on the other side of that? I mean, like I said, you can convince me anything. His price sucks. DFS. <laughs> I know. DraftKings, what are you doing? He has done nothing on the field, and he's still 7,100. Last week, yeah. he was like 77 or 7,600. They've been terrible. Just put him at like 6.5 and like, let's make this a conversation. I agree with you. The price is really, really hard. Could he run for two touchdowns? Yeah. Like he could do that. But team applied total of 18. His roster percentage right now is under 1%. So that's what I'm saying, man. No one wants to play him. Yeah. It's like one of those things where I'm building a lineup. I'm going to go, ooh, nobody's playing this in large field. And then you realize like, oh, here's why nobody's playing this in a large field because yeah, it doesn't help your salary that much to play Justin Fields when Tua is $100 cheaper. Cousins is $200 cheaper. That's kind of where we're at. So what we're saying is... DraftKings, help us, please. Yeah, what we're saying is Mahomes double stacks and you got to figure out who that third piece is apart from there. I don't even... I I would take KC and the points. Uh, Yeah, how can you do anything different at this point? (laughs) Which is, is the public sentiment, so probably... The right side of this when you're talking about uh, you know, the betting perspective is probably the Bears, but how can you back them right now? The Bears are a JV team. Like that's where they're that's where they're at. Um yep. let's quickly talk about a couple other stacks. We're not going to preview other games because there's not a lot of other great game environments. But if you wanted to stack in a different way, I just want to throw out if you wanted to do an onslaught stack of the Cowboys, because they are heavy road favorites against the Cardinals. You could play Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb and just say those two crush. And then you say, I don't even need a Cardinal. You could play Tony Pollard and the Dallas defense together and just say those two crush. You could play Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Jake Ferguson together and just say those three crush. And that's where the the points come. Nobody wants to pay for the Dallas defense in a tournament. And I get it. Like, But I'm looking at our roster percentage projections like Dak is going to be lightly rostered. Um, CeeDee Lamb's going to carry some stuff, but like that's it. And Tony Pollard, like those are the two. So if you wanted to get some leverage and just use that team, go for it. Um, I also like Jacksonville a lot as kind of a onslaught stack at home, nine and a half point favorites. If you wanted to go Lawrence Ridley Ingram and bring it back with a Houston wide receiver, that's going to be a lot low because they failed last week. No one wants to play them. You also could do ETN plus the Jaguars defense if you want to as well. Yeah, and and just to speak to kind of that matchup too, um, we just found out today, Derek Stingley Jr., their top cornerback, is going to be out dealing with a hamstring injury. They're dealing with some safety issues as well for Houston secondary. So I know it was a little rough last weekend with um, Jacksonville, but you throw that in and Zay Jones is currently banged up. If he's out, you will see more condensed targets for Calvin Ridley, who is slipping through the cracks this week. Same thing with Christian Kirk slipping through the cracks. So there's some pretty interesting tournament plays in that game. Any other stacks you want to bring up for this week? Uh, I don't think so. I would love to get into these slate breakers, though. Okay, people, you didn't ask for it, but it's here. But you're getting it. (laughs) Betts and I used to do this last year, and we thought we'd bring it back. Every single week, we talk about our slate breaker. This is the player that we say, hey, you know what? We feel really strongly about them. You can play them in cash maybe, or we might have an angle that just says like, this guy's going to crush and 
might be the one to break the entire slate, be the guy you need. And every week we have a new sponsor. That's the beauty of this segment is so many sponsor deals of people that just want this segment. And we actually got an old sponsor. That's the beauty of this one too, is like, this is a longtime sponsor of this show, right? An OG. It's Chili's. Because the player that I am using this week for my slate breaker is none other than Tony Pollard, who happened to be on my timeline in a Chili's ad, and it made my day. So what did I do? I tweeted at Chili's because they're a great follow, by the way. And they always respond. They're great. They're like Wendy's. They don't. They just do what they do. Maybe not as mean as Wendy's, but Chili's and Tony Pollard. So here's my thoughts with Tony Pollard. One, you got to pay up, son, because he is 8K. But teams that are favored by 10 points, they average 376 total yards of offense, 64 offensive plays per game over the last five years. Give me the ball. Keep giving it to Tony Pollard. And then rushing those teams that are favored by 10 points. This is what they do. 29.6 rush attempts per game. 137 rushing yards. If you knew that Tony Pollard was going to get over 100 and at least one score, you'd be like, he's well worth it for 8K. But what if I told you that Tony Pollard has actually underperformed this year. He leads the NFL with 12 carries inside the 10. That is double the next closest guy. Last year, he had 12 carries inside the 10 the entire year. So you're getting an elite player with an elite team implied total who's going to crush, and he's sponsored by Chili's. Book it. The most important part of that analysis is Chili's. And, I mean, dude, the stars are aligning for a Tony Pollard massive performance here so yes man i'm with you uh he will be popular but we always talk about it these popular plays are popular plays for a reason he's going to smash so i can't imagine if you're playing multiple lineups this weekend not having some exposure to tony pollard taking on arizona uh, tons of short fields with josh dobbs and that dallas defense yes i am in on tony pollard i actually i don't know the odds on this i think yeah a little interesting wager if you wanted to, to look it up too like Pollard to score twice. If you can find good odds on that, I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world either in the sports betting market. So I love Tony P this week. And actually, Kyle, I, when I came in the dock, I wanted to put him for this and then saw you did. So I have to pivot. But it is time, Kyle. It is time for the best ball shares to be reborn. It is time for the, the season-long leagues that I have this player in to come alive. It is time for Mark Andrews. Okay, he is 6K taking on the Indy secondary, which right now is not good. <laughs> they are allowing the fourth most uh, passing yards in the league, the fifth highest yards per attempt. They're in 29th in PFF coverage grade. They are starting a bunch of inexperienced cornerbacks. And Odell Beckham didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, potentially out or limited. You've got Rashad Bateman still working his way back from the foot issue. We saw 70% of Mark Andrews last week, and he was still pretty good for fantasy i think he is unleashed this week i think he finds the end zone i think he goes over his player prop you think so you, yeah you, we'll you talk li- about it you like it huh <laughs> guys i like it, it i'm all in on mark andrews if mark andrews doesn't hit once again your girls don't go to college 100 percent. so we need <laughs> so, you we need, we need you mark <laughs> all right one more segment prop it like it's hot Bets, you were, speaking of hot, you were very hot. Our, our props article was this past week. I believe for the season now, we are 11 and 5. 11 and 5, that's right. 11 and 5, moving in the right direction. I'll quickly throw out one that I threw out in our channel. I didn't make it an official prop, 
But what I like to do is kind of talk that out with people in our Discord channel. So if you're a DFS past member, you get free access to that. Um, I threw out to people said, hey, why is the CJ Stroud line so so low on underdog? Doesn't make any sense to me. I see what he's done the last couple of weeks. His line was at 222 and a half passing yards on underdog. And guess what, Bets? Moving the lines. You dog. You dog. <laughs> yeah, I just got in there and uh, I think it's at like 235. It's, it's gone up 10 yards. That's actually a ton, actually, you know, movement in, in know. that market. That's what I was saying. It shocked me. So that's not my line I'm going to bring up there, but I have to hit that drop every once in a while. So I'll let you go with Mark Andrews, uh, uh, the prop you like. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the ceiling spot for Mark Andrews here, but even if that doesn't hit, 52 and a half yards, we're getting a big time discount on Mark Andrews right now where his prop is. Uh, last year, routinely, his prop was in the 60 to 65 range. So you're getting a huge discount in a spot in an awesome matchup. Odell banged up. Bateman not 100%. I just talked about that. Or alternatively, I prefer the yards. Alternatively, you can look over four and a half receptions. That's at minus 105. So pretty good value there. But those numbers, I think, are just too low. I would not be surprised if in a week or two, we're seeing that number creep back up to 60. And normally, you know, five and a half catches or so for Mark Andrews. All right, I'm going to take the homer pick here. It's B. John Robinson, his line right now. I'm looking at it on underdog and DraftKings, 23 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over this line in both of the first games. And I would say that he's this team's wide receiver one. I know that Drake London has the traditional role, but Bijan is the best player on the team. And he slowly but surely increased his role. What if I told you, Bets, that Bijan Robinson is the only player in NFL history to have 150 rushing yards and 10 receptions? to their first two career games. Yeah, I believe it. Isn't uh, Ritter targeting running backs 30% of the time? Yeah, and he's also trying to turn the ball over every play, but other defenses Accurate. won't allow him. He's just... Yeah, I mean, the reason Bijan's role is so good for fantasy is, is obviously because he's amazing, but he's getting the rushing, and they're using him as a receiver as an extension of their running game. So, yeah, I mean, Bijan... We didn't talk about him. I think he's also a great player this week. Yeah, Bijan, it's hard with the Falcons. We didn't talk about that game at all, right? Falcons and Lions. Right. Um, if Amon Ra returns, like I think it should be on your radar. But I like the yardage lines with players like this because they always can hit a big one. And I think this is too low considering. I bet it'll be up at 25 and a half uh, by the time you're getting this. You know, once I once I lay a big, uh, you know, dollar bet on is it. It's a 10 unit uh, gold star lock of the week. Yeah, ten unit banger. Oh, just okay. All right, you got to call. Take it to the bank. You got to call your spouse to get them to get their aunt to deposit the money so that you can <laughs> deposit the money. You got to. You got to go. Um, you got to do it right now. Um, this is you, the one. <laughs> if you want to play with us this weekend, go to ballersdfs.com. That's our DraftKings league. We have contest. I had someone say, "Hey, why don't you open more contests? This one's already full." That's because the people want to play. So bets will be opening more contests this weekend. Some small field ones, some big ones. We always have one for Sunday night. If you like playing that one, uh, you can be a part of that. So go to ballersdfs.com, get in the league, and then look at the menu of options that we have a uh, contest, whether that's a 500-person contest, a 100-person contest. You can do all of those. So ballersdfs.com. Bets, sign us off. Yes, sir. Fun episode. As always, I love our Friday shows. Good weekend of football ahead. Best of luck to all you out there. Make sure you're tuned into the DFS Pass. It's props. It's DFS. It's gonna be a great weekend.
Good luck. We'll catch you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS and Betting Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at thefantasyfootballers.com.